Santa was mean to me. Yeah? Well, maybe Santa won't come back next year. Maybe him and the Easter Bunny will take a fucking cruise to Jamaica and you can eat your own lousy cook. Key. To another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Stiskel. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good. Happy oh, holidays. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> just basking in the uh, holiday uh, spirit here. Um, just got done with a long weekend of uh, family fun, and yeah, actually, I'm exhausted, so. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's uh, right. In as... a good way, in a good way, but yeah, it's... Uh, that's right. As of listening to this, it is Christmas Eve. If you're tuning into when this is actually being released, airing, or however we, how does it work with podcasts? Do they really air? We, I mean, we put out a recording. <laughs> you listen yeah, to it whatever yeah. you want. But initial, we air. refer to it as airing, I suppose. Yeah. But then, yeah, that's not technically correct. We are not on the air at all. We're recording to our computers, and then we're putting it together and blasting it out into the world via our our server. So. We like Yet we're also special. recording it though before even Christmas Eve, so it, you never really know where you are, but uh, or when you are. But so you just had a bunch of family over for an early holiday gathering. Yeah, uh, Ryan, are you doing anything for for Christmas that deals with family, extended family? Um, was going to, uh, but then you know that pesky uh, a, a relationship uh, dissolved. That was the core of the party, and like, oh, uh, okay, so that's a whole family wave of drama uh, on top of various other family waves of drama, and it's just like, nope, no uh, family thing this year, and <laughs> trying to find uh, a reschedule and uh, with whatever remains uh, for next for next month maybe, but it's mainly for me. My mom has a birthday that happens very close to Christmas, so that's my main goal. So it's, it's, yeah. I, I more so I'm bailing out of one family plan and trying to create another family plan. Uh, I'm like, Hey mom, it's your birthday. Uh, I suppose I can visit. So, so still there's turmoil, right? And I don't know, we're, we're going to be doing a small family gathering for Christmas. Um, you know, probably yeah. just my, my dad and stepmom coming over, which will be great. Um, but very low key because of how stressful they can, can be right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think back to when i was a kid and christmas gatherings like christmas morning getting together with all of my aunts and uncles aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and um never understood why my parents were so tired and cranky that evening it's like now i get it <laughs> now you get it now i, I mean, totally get it yeah what's that old joke like my family just flew in from uh from across wherever and boy am i tired of their fucking shit yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And they always kind of funny. It, 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 this isn't. This is legit. But at, at the same time, that's also a perfect segue into our our Christmas special. Tonight. Yeah, it yeah, fucking it's a is. Very appropriate movie. <laughs> it's a very appropriate. Oh I think that's one of the reasons this movie has some some good points about it. But uh, for, so this year for for the holidays for Christmas, we we decided to pick a different kind of Christmas movie. Since you know, for Halloween this year. This past year, we 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 kind of went with like pretty happy, you know, kid kind of kid friendly Halloween movies for the most yeah. part, kid to yep. teen movies. This is is I don't know, it's up there with like Bad Santa when it comes to inappropriate Christmas movies, <laughs> but uh, maybe not that grotesque. But uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the 1994 Ted Demi American black comedy film The Ref. See these two people? I hate these people. How can we both be in the marriage and I'm miserable and you're content? Luck. It was Christmas Eve in Connecticut. I was minding my own business, breaking into this rich guy's house when... <laughs> I ran into this dog. I hate this dog. My partner, Murray, was waiting for me outside. Murray's an idiot. Murray. 
This is Santa Claus. Not the real Santa Claus. Just some drunk guy pretending to be Santa Claus. <laughs> Anyways, the cops came. I took those two people hostage in that house that I hate. And guess what? Their relatives showed up. Why? Because it's Christmas Eve, remember? Remember how much I said I hated those two people? <laughs> That's nothing compared to how I feel about the rest of their family. The TV's broke. What are we gonna do all night? Celebrate the birth of Christ. I hate this guy, his wife, these kids, and this lady. I think this is sick. Oh, you wanna have sex with him? What? <sighs> it was a nightmare. It was just, uh... Shut up! Did these cops and candles and kids and booze and fruitcake and Santa Claus and... Sex and drugs and, and, and women being set on fire. Fascinating. It was such a nightmare that now I hate Christmas. I used to love Christmas, you know, food and, and reindeer and, and ties and, and bags of fluffy new socks. Now I even hate socks. Uh, so this one stars Dennis Leary, Judy Davis, and Kevin Spacey. Um, uh, give you a, a quick synopsis here. Um, uh, Dennis Leary plays uh, Gus, who's a cat burglar who gets essentially stuck on the run after a, a, a stealing some jewels from a, a mansion goes awry, and he ends up in the house of uh, Lloyd and Caroline Chaucer, played by Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis, who are among the most dysfunctional married couples on the planet, and having to deal with them in a hostage situation where you never really know who's... I guess you could say you don't really know who's who's the real hostage in this one. Right. <laughs> That's my my corny my corny poster line. Yeah. Who's the real hostage here? So, uh, kind of reminds me a bit of the movie the uh, the the story the ransom of Red Chief. In a way. Um, I, I don't have know if you're no context with... to that. Okay, no. it's an old yeah, story. I think I it's actually a, don't either. It's a... uh, it's a story about these robbers who kidnap a kid to you know uh, to get a ransom for him from the the wealthy parents and they're like take it. And the the kid okay, yeah. is such a little bastard that eventually they do just return him. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. yeah, it's a, a short story by O. Henry, excuse me. But yeah, that's... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's, in a way, kind of like this one. So what had you guys seen this one before? No, I have not. No, and this was a first time for me. This is a, like very familiar movie from either video box art or poster art and i don't remember which yeah. which it would have been but i remember seeing this image and this being i don't know if a popular movie but it's certainly one that uh i was familiar with because of the box of it and because of kind of who was in it as well dennis leary was kind of a hot comedian i think at the time yeah. um and yeah, I don't know. Aware of this movie, I've always kind of been aware of it. I be only became aware it was a Christmas film, I think, uh, in in recent years, but uh, still had never seen it until re- just now. So yeah, okay. I also think yeah. it's one of those things that occasionally popped up on like Comedy Central or some cable thing. You just like randomly, it's like, hey, look, it's Dennis Leary. Sorry, Dennis Leary pointing a gun at tied up Kevin Spacey. Don't know what's going on here. Uh, probably funny, but. I got cartoons to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, at that age for me, yeah. I don't remember the first time I saw it. It was probably in the late 90s, but my wife is actually a huge fan of this one. And so when we started dating, and it was getting around Christmas, and she was like, oh, we should watch, you know, this is like my favorite Christmas movie. And I was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> this was around the time people were also being like, you know, Die Hard's technically a Christmas movie. And so I was thinking, okay, yeah. yeah, this one's probably like that. No, this is actually like a Christmas movie. There's Christmas themes yeah. in it. It's not just it's, a movie that takes place on it's Christmas. A, it's a dysfunctional Christmas dinner, most of the movie. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's a, and I, yeah, it's become an annual viewing for us. This is kind of like our Hocus Pocus, but for Christmas. <laughs> so we watch the ref every yeah. It, it, wow, it, there's so many of those like seminal holiday films that like everyone's got their like annual watch, whether it's you know the standards like It's a Wonderful Life or uh, more recently Christmas Vacation or um, you know the Christmas Story, uh, the ones that people repeat over and over Batman again. I think every returns. family's got so, their yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's me. That's the one that comes up in our house as well. So uh, 
I was gonna say like or, or Die Hard because people will yeah. will die on that hill that that's a that's a Christmas movie. So that's true. I, was I think this we had a whole special like on that. This one gets enough attention though for being it doesn't like, a Christmas no, I, movie. I think it was on our Christmas special last year, year before. Don't remember. Have no concept of time anymore. Um, but when we we did based the special around like Christmas movies and what makes Christmas movies, and we didn't really watch a specific film. I think that was last year. Yeah. Um, I think you brought this movie up and I didn't really connect this with Christmas. I think that might have even been the first point I realized like okay, that's a Christmas movie. But I was going to say like uh, like the Joe the way that Joe kind of delivered it, he was very chill in his delivery, but my experience with this movie comes from Joe's pure excitement when it comes to the conversation what is what do you consider Christmas movie that people don't? I remember several conversations with Joe. <laughs> Like bright, like it's just the light in his eyes going like the ref and just like yeah. really excited about it. And you're doing, you're doing the podcast calmness, but like when, when he said like, we decided and like Joe brought it up and we could not deny him the opportunity with the, with the joy and like, no, why, why not? Like, let's do this for sure. <laughs> Cause <laughs> it's see, see what it giving. is that brings him the joy. Um, I understand yeah. it now, now seeing yeah. this movie and like, no, I get it. I would put this above Die Hard uh, for Christmas film. Uh, yeah. deserving it's of definitely Christmas more film. of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, one of the things I like about this, and it's got a lot of quotable lines. It's It's got a, a ton of them. Um, but there's... I, I'm really impressed with this one with Dennis Leary for actually not just doing his stand-up bit in a movie. You yeah. know, and I mean, he there's there's definitely some aspects of his his stand up persona that come through in this character of Gus, but he's not just cracking the same jokes like from his stand up bits. Which, like, you're right, he was a really well, big comic or Bill at the time. Hicks's stand up, and and yeah, and <laughs> Gus in this movie, <laughs> Gus in this movie is kind of the movie's you know straight man. He doesn't actually the comedy comes from you know his getting put into this situation with uh, these just kind of ridiculously dysfunctional people. And yeah, I don't think he, he really has the character doesn't really have a room to be the room to become full, you know, go a hundred percent Dennis Leary. So he does have to rein it in a bit. And I think it's to his benefit. It actually works, makes it work for the character. Uh, there's one scene like right at the very end of the movie that was ill-advised where they have him, uh, do a little Dennis Leary bit, and it's like, oh, you avoided this the whole movie, and then you put that there at the end. But yeah, it's at the very end as he's talking to Murray, his his accomplice, yeah, his well, partner, yeah. and he's just kind of cussing him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. The, the stream on uh, violent imagery, <laughs> comedic violent imagery. Uh, that yeah, he paints. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really I, the only time he he over, goes off it is is when he's talking to Murray throughout the film. He that's when he really. Yeah gets gets yeah. leery-ish but for the most part you're right a lot of the comedy is his response to lloyd and carolyn well that's just <laughs> Ooh, like yeah. the pure joy of anything when you want for what do you want for christmas i want dennis leary to be the referee for every toxic family argument and relationship that i have to surround <laughs> myself for the holidays mm-hmm. i just wish dennis leary leary was here to just rip somebody a new one just mm-hmm. please yeah, the yeah, the and just to get this out of the way, yes, Kevin Spacey is a creep. He's very good he's in a, this. <laughs> he's a very problematic yeah. actor I, for yeah. sure because of uh, you know currently yeah. what's still alleged things. We can't say official things, of course, but, but creepy. Right. Yeah, but his his I think performance in this is very very good. I yeah. think it's understood at this point that Kevin Spacey is kind of a piece of shit. But I don't think there's any argument that his talent as an actor is not, you know, credible or does not, you know, right. a, a, and, the real thing. And honestly, I will... one of my my favorite things about him in this is actually his facial expressions in response yeah. to Judy Davis <laughs> whenever she says anything. It's this like he's got complete bewildered disbelief. Did that just fucking come out of your mouth? Look on his face, perfect. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> I will say in 2021, I mean, I know it happened a few years ago. It is funny to think that the person who got canceled first was Kevin Spacey before Dennis Leary. 
Well, Dennis Leary yeah. didn't really do anything. I mean, he... he well, what he, I'm saying is, like, you would think out of... <laughs> out of because his stand-up was more crass of these two people. Yeah, because yeah, Dennis Leary can say some things that can leave one going, huh? But, I mean, like, it's kind of funny to think, like, who would you think in, in, at this time who would be in, in the cancel culture? Oh, nope, Kevin Spacey. Uh, Dennis, you're still doing good. Surprisingly, well, like, I mean, your a age. lot of his stand-up was... It was never too many things that would be incredibly controversial today like he, he never really went with it wasn't you know nothing sexual and he didn't really go race at least not that i ever remember i could be wrong on that but i mean it was more yeah just, i think his whole bit was just being like the hipster the hipster curmudgeon like essentially kind of carlin like he was this yeah. young like yeah in a way but even like a little George Carlin certainly has angry bits, but I think Kevin Spacey, or not Kevin Spacey, other guy, Dennis Leary, uh, really fed on that as a stand-up comedian, like, uh, that kind of, like, white man anger, which doesn't sell well now, uh, but it did then. He was a big, he was a big deal. Well, the asshole yeah. song is still great. Yeah. Uh, I it think is. it's because it's so <laughs> self-deprecating. And, yeah. You know, yeah. but the, the, the film, this one, when it opens... You know, it's this beautiful Christmas imagery, Christmas Eve, this pretty little town. And then you, you see um, Lloyd and Carolyn at their therapy session with D.B. Wong. Yes. Like, Who like plays Dr. Dr. Wong. Wong? Right. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The, good, good naming. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> the way they just open with that and Carolyn's explaining her dream of... But is it being at a restaurant ordering a salad and they bring her? They bring Lloyd's <laughs> severed head on a platter with, a, with his, his severed penis sticking out of his ear, and they tell us this is a delicacy, but don't eat the penis. <laughs> it's, it's a garnish. It's a garnish. <laughs> yeah. It just it sets the tone it for the humor really in does. this movie, and yeah, it's. I, I think have... you could tell if you were a person that was going to find this movie funny in the first ten minutes of it, if you're not, you know. If you're not into what's going on, it, this movie might not be for you. But yeah, uh, yeah, I will say that Judy's character, um, Carolyn, she, <laughs> Carolyn, yeah. yeah, she she looks a lot. I couldn't like, oh my god, like I don't know what it is. I think it's the hair or just like the fact that she just looks like she's she's been in a shitty relationship for a decade. But, um, like, the the manic part, but she just gives mm-hmm. off, like, the kid from Chucky in Bride of Chucky vibe. Like, there's a whole look to her <laughs> that I couldn't, like, ah, fuck, you look just like Glenn, or whatever his fucking name was. Like, yeah. And i never seen that movie, mind you. I just know, and like, like, instantly, like, you look like the kid from fucking Bride of Chucky. Well, one of the things I think that's really good about the writing of this is that the characters of Lloyd and Carolyn, uh, you you definitely don't take sides. No, you hate them both. Yeah, both yeah. Them. They they both kind of make your skin crawl, which is one reason why I thought that even you know in twenty twenty one watching Kevin Spacey in this movie worked because it was like oh I I don't I don't like the character and this helps. So there like, are times when you're sympathetic with each one. Yeah. Um, you know, during some of their monologues. Or, I'm not sure I'd go as far as sympathetic, but you understand where they're coming yeah. from. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and, but then the more you meet of the rest of the family, like his mother. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, she's <laughs> the matriarchal, like, yeah. Mother I like Rose. That bit. So, yeah. I like the bit where, like, she calls his mom a bitch in the kitchen, and he's like, she's not a bitch, and then fucking dennis leary's character she's a bitch she's a bitch yeah. lloyd yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh that's the, one of the and i i know i swore this wasn't going to become a quote fest but one of the lines that is said around this house every year at christmas is from this when uh the sister-in-law connie um uh-huh. played by christine um uh, baranski Makes the comment yeah. about how we can't open presents yet. It's not Christmas. It's it's not midnight yet. We can't open presents. And Dennis Leary goes into his rant about we can open presents because we're adults, so we can open them whenever we want. <laughs> 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 For some reason, that just has resonated. And and I sh- we should also mention too. There's a whole side story going on with 
uh, Lloyd and Carolyn's son, Jesse, mm-hmm. who's a 15-year-old in military school, uh, who is blackmailing his commanding officer, played by J.K. Simmons. Yeah, how's those yeah. photos of Spider-Man going, J.J.? Very young very, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> very young and soft-spoken J.K. Simmons. Well, it's his first uh, role on film, it? too. Is it? Yeah, wow. he doesn't have his usual, like... Uh, I don't know if you... I, I feel like it's insulting to say shouting when he speaks, but that's kind of his, uh, you know, the timber of his voice, and he does not use yeah. that delivery at all here. So that that JJ charisma, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, you're right. He is very soft in this, uh, which is funny because mm-hmm. he plays a the like the head of a military school military commander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> Uh, and the first thing you see is him uh, tied up, shirtless, with two uh, prostitutes. Like not, yeah. not like in like in the 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 blackmail images, not an actual yeah, scene. Photos, but yeah, yeah, yeah which Jesse is just developing the photos, which didn't click for me right away until he showed up, and then they ha- had the whole dialogue about blackmail. I'm like, oh my god, did I just see his? Did I just say see uh, Simmons' nips? That was ni- that was Simmons, I guess. Yeah. I bet that's great. I bet he's doing well in his career after that fucking stint. He's you know doing that great, guys. He's there's... doing wonderful. He's doing better than Kevin Spacey. Yeah. No, very <laughs> true. Aren't, aren't we all? Uh, aren't we there, all? There's, there's a couple of these like side stories, that these tangents that are going on in this. And I think one of the things that makes this movie work so well is all of those work well. Like, you could take them out. <laughs> Like the drunk and, Santa. Yeah, the drunk Santa. <laughs> yeah. uh, or or the police precinct and everything going on there. You could oh, take those God. out of this and the movie would still have a coherent plot, but they, <laughs> they all work. So they they add to it. Like the whole thing where you've got Lieutenant Huff, uh, Raymond Barry, as the police chief, and then his idiot officers who like record over the oh, evidence yeah. tape with if it's a wonderful life like and the, the small town police department of just like bumbling basically you know all all don knots from the andy griffith show so it's a, well yeah. and then and it's this it's this uh wealthy suburb so everybody's going in and making all these demands of the police chief and you know a councilman uh robert uh, Robert Ridgely, who is also in Boogie Nights that we reviewed. I was gonna say, uh-huh. like, yeah. yeah, just the 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 whole exchange where he's threatening the police chief, and the chief just like, "Fuck your wife, Bob." <laughs> Last year, while you were out of town, <laughs> three times. Yeah, it was yeah three times. She said you never went three times, Bob. <laughs> I mean, just that that whole sequence and then the the in-laws when they're on their way over and they're they're stopping at restaurants because they don't eat carolyn's cooking and yeah all of these little things they just work really really well um so it's got a good cast overall i will say though as like a criticism to that like because i really enjoy those parts too but after like that scene where he says i fucked your wife bob that was pretty much it and that happened fairly like in the middle of the movie yeah. And then you don't really see much of the cop. Like you saw like the the group of cops at the end of the movie who are just two different cops. They're the state patrol. And it's just kind of like, oh, you just kind of dropped all these guys. I mean, there is that one line of I, like, hey, get back to your G- George's curfew. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do feel like the side plots are a little you're right they're well developed, but they're a little well developed for things that don't really add anything to right. the eventual like outcome of any of the for the main characters like it doesn't really add anything to the plot um right down to like jesse's story at, at college and or at not at college at a, the military school and him blackmailing um the commander or the, the head right. of the school he uh he he's got some like you know val kilmer and real genius kind of setup going on with he's got his own like dark room in his like military school dormitory and over eleven thousand uh, you know, like, dollars. Yeah, and he's like running this like little criminal empire, <laughs> and uh, that's all very well developed for them not to really do much with it. I mean, I guess that does come back because you know the J.K. Simmons character shows up at the end of the movie, but it's not resolved. It's, uh, it's, it's not, not resolved really... though, and that's that's what I mean by you could remove these, and they the, the movie would still work because they don't really nothing mm. hinges on them really. But they they can stay because they work like they're quirky in and of themselves. None of them are really like lame and boring. They all are 
Like you said, they're yeah, overwritten. Yeah, yeah. But that's so where I have, like, that's, that's, like, it's a that's kind of where the disappointment is, is, like, they didn't keep, they, like, just stopped yeah. doing them. And I'm like, oh, that would have been cool to have these tied in things, because you had me interested in these events. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely a gripe I have. It's a slight gripe. I still find it, like, yeah. most enjoyable. But I, I thought the, like, you know, whole bumbling police force, you know, small town Mayberry idiot cops thing was funny. And I thought that was something that was going to play into the humor and the but and how he through, gets away i thought like ultimately yeah, they yeah. don't do anything with it so it's fine it's funny for when it's there but ultimately it's a little disappointing they don't do a little more yeah with it. and well, at, the, at a runtime of only a little over 90 minutes i feel like they probably could have yeah done a little more with it yeah and maybe there is some i mean i don't know if it you know there oh, yeah, could have been more know. that got cut down but uh, yeah, the, definitely the third act really kind of settles on what's going on in Lloyd and Carolyn's house. Yeah. It's also like when the movie is at its best, like just yeah, line for line, like all the beats are there, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But like the yeah. last ten minutes of that, it ends very abruptly. I I felt because like I got so invested in what was going on, like this is great, this is great. Oh wow, it's it it's over. It does just kind of end. Yeah, it just end. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh okay yeah but yeah the uh, the, the scene about the act yeah well i was just gonna say the scene of leading up to that with the whole gift exchange scene yes. <laughs> well, I mean, well there's the dinner scene first the yeah. dinner scene yeah. where they're all wearing the lucia candle ring um <laughs> and you know she's telling yeah. the story of you know this swedish was a swedish christmas tradition so yeah yeah and my god just the 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 shade that is just everybody throws at each other in this is i mean it takes that whole like dysfunctional family uh i don't know a trope but like but turns it up to 11 in this movie you know and just like uh yeah they're they're cruel to like the nth degree like (laughs) yeah I mean, they're especially to her cooking and, but, you know, at the same time, she's also doing this big Christmas thing that clearly is for her and no one else. Um, right. And the, the, the scene though, when they're, they're sitting around opening presents and just the, the shadiness, especially from this old matriarch, Oh you know, yeah, slipper gross. socks, medium. <laughs> yeah. Who is played by uh Glynis Johns, who people may remember as Mrs. Banks and Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. So, like, yeah. Yeah. My uh my wife noticed that right away. She's like, Is that the mom for Mary Poppins? I'm like, I'm, I like I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long since uh, I've seen but, that. Yeah. Um but yeah, sure is. Good eye, so <laughs> <laughs> I still think one one of my favorite moments in this is after Lloyd and Carolyn have their huge fight in front of their whole family and they're just going back and forth and just like nobody but it's almost like they demand the audience you know um yeah and then when finally they're like I want we're getting divorced and (laughs) Gary the brother goes why Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I mean it's Again, the writing in that is is really spot on, um, in being effective, uh, and and I like also that even though he still has a couple of good quips, uh, Dennis Leary kind of takes a back seat in that third act. He's got he some does. good ones, but he he yeah. lets he he's not the focus really. I mean, he he kind of sits down and shuts up himself at a few points. So that was that was interesting, an interesting take, especially the way they tried to market this was and i know dennis leary had some complaints about how this film was marketed is that it was you know they're like he's the mtv guy and this is a very different film than i think what what people went into it expecting well even like you know the back of the dvd box not only mentions him his mtv career but mentions his uh stand-up special no cure for cancer which i also feel like is misleading uh a bit because it's it's doesn't have the same vibe as Dennis Leary's stand up really. It's it's him, you know, playing a character. He's not going into this as a Dennis Leary vehicle yeah. to like promote his stand up career. He's you know, this is an acting job. So Yeah. Uh one one of his early ones and it's probably he 
he's probably one of the more similar to his you know stand-up persona uh than maybe some later roles that he has but but still i think he's he's taking a step back from that and, and playing a character for sure so that marketing it on those two things i i understand why he was annoyed with that so i mean the yeah. way they kind of start him off was was i thought pretty fun in the movie where he's you know what robbing these people like robbing this wealthy mansion and then he tri- was gets pissed on by a cat yeah well, d- yeah he got sprayed by a cat or is it did, did or was it a trap that sprayed him with cat piss or was it an actual cat i think it was a, i think it was a trap yeah I right think it, yeah, that sprayed that, him went, yeah but. But he yeah, he like smells like cat piss button. the whole movie, and that's an ongoing joke. He, like everyone's. he gets, <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets fucking sprayed with cat piss, opens up the safe, which is filming him, and he doesn't know it. Uh, he grabs a open box with a, a, a ring in it, which pulls a cord, which triggers the alarm. He disengages the alarm, which triggers the trap door that he just falls the moment he <laughs> fell through the trap door. Which was a room with a Rottweiler. Uh, I was instantly like, "What the fuck is this Scooby Doo like crap?" And it made me happy, and I laughed when he himself referenced uh, the Looney Tunes like style uh, trap that he fucking fell into. Because I was in the same boat. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? So it's and, just like and, this and isn't normal in this universe. One. This is a very weird house. Just even in universe, when he made the line, like, yeah. it's a yeah. very fucking and, weird and, and it's a very quick throwaway line later on yeah. that the the person he was robbing was like a an amusement park mogul you right that's what it was yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh, and he, they made a comment the about point, how he was exact you know kind of eccentric and down to the point though that his dog like he threw like a billiard ball and the dog caught it and then crunched it like I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like right but the away. Dog like, would, but the dog knew to retrieve the jewels. I liked that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh There's definitely God. some silliness in in many aspects of this too. Uh, well, you know, we mentioned before the the drunk Santa that that's yeah. going around. Um, <laughs> which the fruit fruit cake delivering neighbor. That uh, yeah, ends up yeah. being drunk Santa at somebody's Christmas party. Yeah, <laughs> when and, he yells um, at the fucking kid like Santa doesn't drink <laughs> champagne, he drinks milk. If Santa drink any Santa's lactose intolerant and he drinks any more milk, he's just gonna be shooting gas, painful <laughs> gas bombs. Yeah, <laughs> he goes outside and pisses on their yard. Yeah. Like a steamy piss too. You see the steam, you kind of hear it, and then he just leans a little in the tree. Ow. <laughs> it's just like that sounded too real. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying I've ever pissed on a bush in public, but I did grow up in a college town that it was notorious for drinking. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I can. I so can I relate. Heard not, the not thing. saying I I've ever done them. it myself, but yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, this accurate. one didn't do. That great um, in uh, no, in theaters. Its no. contemporary reviews are really poor, which surprises me because I feel like, like it it's... should fit very well in that time. Yeah, that's what I I was thinking too. Is like not only is it you know it's still currently a pretty funny like uh, you know interesting kind of different Christmas movie, but. I think it, yeah, at the time it seemed like it was, you know, kind of fresh and smart and it was like the good kind of irreverent because it makes it memorable and funny and, um, but no, critics at the time did not seem to care for this. Well, it was brought up earlier too that like what Joe brought up when Leary, uh, had a problem with how it was promoted and then realizing that this movie is technically a Disney film. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Touchstone. By Touchstone. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like, ah, that'd do it. Nowadays, I think Disney yeah. would find a way, but back then, fuck no. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Touchstone were known for releasing a lot of family-friendly... It was always a little bit more adult-oriented than, you know, the Disney brand or anything the, that Buena Vista or Disney itself was doing. Um, 
but it certainly they put a lot a lot of like more family friendly kind of material even on touchstone and this one certainly doesn't really fit that bill and i don't know if it's you know i, I wasn't around to see how it was promoted but I, maybe they promoted it as more of a family comedy where it's certainly not that <laughs> no Right. Um, which well, is it is shame. a family comedy, which yeah. is, but not not, not, not what the you're kind thinking of. Yeah, that people yeah. would yeah associate. For the <laughs> like, most I'm part. pretty sure I know that my parents have never seen this film, but if they have, I knew I know that it would be it would have been a like an instant classic, like up there with Ace Ventura and oh, such. Yeah. Like, so that's yeah. how I know. Like, like the fact that I didn't see this film, like when it came out shows just how poorly it kind of was circulated around in that at that time you know what's funny is like that kind of triggered a memory i think uh of mine my parents used to watch you know rent movies that they wouldn't allow us to watch and then you know, obviously watch it after we were in bed or whatever so at some other time but i always knew what they watched i was super interested in movies even as a kid and like i would ask them like oh is that movie good and i'm pretty sure i remember them renting the ref and they just both hated it. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Usually that was that was a sign of like, oh, that's an interesting movie I should see. I would literally like movies my parents were like, oh, yeah, we just didn't like that one. It usually was a sign for me to be like, oh, I should see that movie. It's probably interesting or different in some way because they have a low tolerance for anything outside of like, you know. I don't know. It, it'll be that in a bad <coughs> way. They, they, they introduced me to certainly some, some great movies, but they're kind of they like you know the standards so <laughs> <laughs> well you know this one my is, parents are squares is what he's saying it's a little more of yeah, a um, yeah. an edgier christmas vacation in some ways yeah it's like yeah. home alone actually and yeah i got some way. home alone vibes from it too and it could just be the timing in which it was made and came out it's kind of within a few years of home alone um yeah. shit it's almost like a, a a dark John Hughes movie with the big, you know, palatial suburban, yeah, <laughs> like yep. small town suburban uh, setting and all that. So, yeah, instead of the the burglars breaking in, the kid defendants, the burglar just breaks in, ties everyone up, and realizes the family's worse than he is. <laughs> yeah, he ends up being the voice of reason. Yeah, it's it's a clever script. It's good. So it's just, I mean, right away, once again, line dropping. Is when he's like, "Oh my God, I kidnapped my parents." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right off like... the bat. <laughs> There's some good ones. Like, you know what this family needs? A mute. Like that's. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, he, like Joe said early on. It, there's a lot of really good quotes, and uh, you know what I'm gonna uh, get you for Christmas next year? That, that was big... just, that was actually one of my <laughs> ones I was gonna bring up. But it's a favorite. Yeah, big wooden cross. <laughs> so whatever you're feeling, what was it? It's like self righteous. Uh, Whenever you're feeling unappreciated, you can climb up on it and nail yourself to it. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, well, even the, the, there's a good scene too where, you know, you've got Lloyd and Carolyn. They're they're tied to chairs, and they're bickering back and forth because Dennis Leary wanted a cigarette. Lloyd's like, I don't smoke, and my wife just quit, and which he knows right away. Oh, that means there's cigarettes in the house, um, <laughs> and he kind of outs her that she's still smoking and they start there's they're tied up in chairs and they're bickering and he just kicks them over and they're laying on their backs and he does this whole like did you lie did you lie you're both liars big fucking l little i little a little r liar <laughs> that whole sequence um it well it's it's, it's interesting too because there's there's some tense moments when he you know he's got a gun in someone's face and they they kind of tone down the humor for a moment where at least gives the the character a motivation to like get to stop doing whatever dumb shit they're doing so it, it works mm. as a good device to kind of move the story along is they kind of pop in and out of these serious things but they never get too serious yeah you kind of get that a lot with their kid who, yeah like he's kind of idolizing not idolizing but he he closest he i guess you could get towards like um this uh criminal uh gus uh he's just like you know just take me with you man i can't fucking stay in this family like i i'm doing good with criminal stuff and like gus is like no dude this life isn't as fucking great as you think it is and like i'm tired of little bastards like you who have these opportunities and like just because it's not going the way you like it you think all automatically that like it's not worth shit 
and that you just like you should be like in crime or whatever um but i guess there was like a, a different ending to this movie where yeah. to teach the kid a lesson he he turns himself in and proves that like there is no life in this uh but i guess i got a lot of poor responses and they they quickly switched it which kind of does explain why the ending i guess at the end kind of just happens very fucking abruptly and doesn't yeah. really have any like i yeah i'm not gonna say this movie should have a message but i feel like it should given like what it's building up like you have these toxic family relationships this this illusion that people do in these suburbs or not just the suburbs but try to maintain it and it's just per- perpetuating the toxicity and it takes like a person who's literally like criminal to be a voice of reason like there's like a lot of opportunities and the way it ended just like oh it didn't actually but now it made more sense it's like oh that's why they did a new well ending and quickly and you know yeah if you i i think one of the big things with this ending too is do you really buy that lloyd and carolyn are now you know on the right path with each other fuck no <laughs> no yeah no no like i think at the very least they had uh as characters had a situation of heightened uh you know stress and whatever so they do one of those like oh you know we're gonna become interested in one another again for a couple hours probably next morning they're right back to bickering that's a <laughs> yeah it's kind of yeah it's a hard sell that, yeah. that they're gonna you know make everything work now it's more like it well they've at least learned to get away from each other with respect you know? yeah <laughs> is where these are it people going. as depicted in this movie that cannot tolerate one another anymore they're at the point where this the fact they're not divorcing is ridiculous and we're and we we, they, we discuss in the movie like even with, with the gus character and everything about how ridiculous it is that they're not divorced like why doesn't he want the divorce like yeah. um it's, so yeah, for them to you know patch it up, you know, moving on with their lives would be one thing. Uh, you know, trying to patch this marriage up and, and patch it up based on a you know stressful situation, where not only are they being held by tied up, being held at gunpoint by a cat burglar, uh, but also for the first time ever, Lloyd confronts his you know bitch mother. of a mother, yeah. <laughs> like, and. Yeah. Uh, if, and it is like just totally toxic family, which is to you know certainly to blame for a lot of the things that a lot of the ways that he acts. I mean, not to let the character of Lloyd off the hook, but um, I mean, it's a whole yeah, like a... the clear problem is like everybody is kind of too self-absorbed in everything that they do and are um, that they fail to notice or empathize with. Like, okay, well. This person, it, it stops at like, well, this person's being mean towards me, therefore I'm just going to react to be mean towards them, but never takes the initiative of like, okay, why are they angry? Um, and of course, like, I have this gripe with like every fucking film that depicts uh, counseling, because this movie starts with them seeing a marriage counselor. <laughs> and like, yeah. I feel like this is like a problem that like why a lot of Americans, especially like, like, no, nah, counselors don't do shit. Mental health services don't do shit. It's all bullshit. It's like, yeah, because the only thing that you really know about uh, two things is either, uh, one, you watch uh, a shitty counselor portrayal in a movie or show, or two, you're just seeing a shitty counselor, um, because that can you can have shitty doctors of all kinds, uh-huh. <laughs> first off. Right. It's about finding something that works. But right fucking away, like the, like the whole, like, uh, nothing against uh, B.D. Wong, but the Dr. Wong character... It's just like, I'm not here to take sides. I'm just here to listen. I'm like, a real counselor would have right away tried to create, tried to find bridges of empathy between one another to start communication. Not, what do you think? What do you think? Literally start poking them and getting them, escalating their uh, fighting. So. Like, right away probably would have asked her after she said her dream, not to tell, um, not to tell, uh, I lloyd's character to just like you know settle down but like tell her how do you think that makes lloyd feel when you say that stuff out loud to people like that's yeah but none of that (laughs) moderator's job is to moderate right and so to not to sit there silently and just let things i mean that's the he doesn't moderate essentially in this he just kind of lets them go and i agree that is a part a common portrayal 
of mental health professionals in a lot of 90s films is these kind of uber spiritual guru types or you know very passive well you know let's keep that going how does that make you feel how does it make you feel like, just getting people angry <laughs> right like a what, yeah. what is the typically it's like a super laid back uh out of touch reality liberal type they always seem yep. to be portrayed as with a turtleneck or uh, yeah <laughs> some kind of yeah 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 and to give this movie the benefit of the doubt that in this case, and I, I agree with you that that depiction of, of counselors and, and mental health professionals is all over the place. Uh, it's a little better now, but, but certainly uh, is still not always a glowing depiction. But um, <laughs> to give this movie the benefit of the doubt is they are going to introduce a character in Gus that is supposed to come in and be a like better right, right. option. Like he's he's sorting shit out in his you know street savvy way, you know and. Um, and to kind of depict their actual marriage counselor as a bit of a bumbling idiot, I think benefits the movie. So perhaps it's intentional. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't actually I know. know that from. It, that's that's from, a good point. I mean, yeah. I, whether it's intentional or not, it. I mean, it shows that they're going through therapy and it's not working. I don't know if it was intentionally to make Doctor Wong like a dope. I think it was just more like, all right, here's here's what normal the maybe I think the story's more of like, wow, this couple doesn't even work well in normal therapy. They need Dennis Leary to come in right. and just slap them around, um, which maybe maybe everybody does. Um, yeah, I know. I, I feel know like some people they, I would the, volunteer for it. I feel like the easiest <laughs> way to approach it, which is an actual thing, is just the therapists themselves go you guys don't really want to work with me, so I'm going to have to let you go as clients. Um, yeah. yeah. And that I might suggest potentially separation. I mean, I don't know if they would ever go that far, but they can... A, a, a fucking therapist can no longer... can choose to no longer see clients. Yeah, like, of course. Oh, of and, course. like, <laughs> they could have easily gone, like, wow, these fucking people bicker so much. Um, yeah, but, well, yeah. I think in, in this case, they're going for with uh, at least Dennis Leary's character. It's very similar to what we see yeah. later with like Goodwill hunting, you know, like the, that's when you start seeing the un, the un, the unorthodox method, which is simply just talking to you. you know? Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like, what, what a novel idea. <laughs> and that's, yeah, which it's not really my gripe against this movie. It was just an opportunity for me just to gripe about oh, no, like, yeah. the portrayal of mental health. I'm like, yeah, no, no. Looking like 20, 30 years down the line, it's it's had its effect on society. <laughs> like, and yeah. that's a problem. Well, the, the premise is a little bit negative towards mental health in general. Like, uh, yeah, that what everybody needs, you know, people that are having problems, people that are... What everybody needs is just somebody to kind of like come in and like straight talk them, and that's really not no. the case. I don't think in any like you know just kind of like verbally beat up on them. It's like no, I don't think that really helps in the real world. But anyway, it works for the premise of this movie. We're probably overthinking it because it is a comedy, but it is. It's just so, one of those things that it's like an opportunity though to kind of dissect something, whether it was intentional or not. Right. You know, exactly. It's, uh, it's it still ends up on in the story from a perspective and. Because their kid um, definitely yeah. fucking needs therapy, like, beyond, like, yeah. he, is, he is not right. Like, he well, did not learn a lesson in this situation, I think. No. And in all. a way, too, <laughs> no. And he, Dennis Leary he isn't... People. And, you know, in a way, too, Dennis Leary isn't even the one who... I mean, he comes in and yells at him and tells him how ridiculous they are, but it, that doesn't really have an effect, if you think about it. They just kind of sneer at him. It's it's when I, they finally get pushed to I think, you know the limit to cuss out his mom. Yeah, but I think De Gus's involvement in Gus's presence actually allows Lloyd to get to that. True. Point. Okay. Like, yeah. Gus is Gus is necessary for that to happen. So whether you know it's not that maybe that he coached him into doing it, but like that whole situation. Uh, well, he leads him to have the ability to finally stand up to his mother, which is obviously something he's always wanted, you know, yeah. whether he knew it or not, needed to do. Like that's uh... well, he he serves as like whereas like the therapist character is like I'm here for bo both of you. 
uh, Gus here is like, I don't give a rat's ass about either of you. So if I'm going to say something about you, I'm not holding back on my feelings because I don't care about either of you. So when he validates yeah. somebody who has a complaint and their partner's denying it and he gives the validation, uh, it makes it more, it, it feels very rewarding. It's like this guy who doesn't give a shit about anything that we do just agreed with me that you're doing something pretty shitty. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, there, I, I get it. Like we're from what you're saying, Eric with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's like, I get where they're doing with it. Yeah. And it, and it he, works. It plays a but... role. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think this, um, just this fact here that I don't remember any, you know, Christmas movies work on different levels, right? You've got your family friendly Christmas movies and then the reality of Christmas. And, you know, I think that's where places like Christmas vacation come in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having a house full of people is crazy. Um, and I think this one is in there too. And I mean, I hate to admit it, but I think I, I think one of the reasons I like this so much is because, Oh, there's, there's things I can relate to either like, God, I've always wanted to do that. Or I've seen things close like that happen. Um, you know yep. maybe yeah. a combination but yeah it, it's like I my think... grandparents fight like these this couple fights oh wow like, oh no like hardcore like uh-huh. i wish you were dead level of like are you in and it's well, like the only time i ever saw them was at family get-togethers and shit and it's just like mm. and it still goes on to this day and it's driving my dad nuts because he's taking care of uh both of them mind you but... my grandparents were separated um but due to recent health issues, like help was needed, so oh. they're kind of like in the same household, and it's killing my dad. But so you can much. see how, like, <laughs> you know, this this type of dynamic, you know, whether you have something direct experience or if like oh, I've got that relative always just wanted to yeah. tell him, yeah. you know, it it works. And I think it's also just why I think it's a shame this one doesn't get more attention because yeah. it's uh it's definitely more relatable around the holidays than Die Hard is. Oh my yeah, god, it's certainly. So fucking... And it has like a certain uh, kind of like enjoyment. Like I said, when you have Dennis Leary just yelling at it's like, God, I wish Dennis Leary would fucking show up at my fucking like, yeah. family get-togethers <laughs> yeah. and tell my grandma that she's a bitch. Like, well, that'll was, get me to the, that would get but... me to the gym every morning. It's 6 o'clock, I wake up and Dennis Leary starts like, get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> you, start quote, the... you start quoting uh, fucking from from fight club like uh the next day like the the next bowl of breakfast was the greatest meal that you ever ate and <laughs> like you start appreciating everything around you yeah dennis leary just reading chuck palaniac that's exactly <laughs> motivation <laughs> you need every morning god. Oh, my god. yeah i think there's a there's a transcendent moment there at the when kevin spacey's character lloyd um actually stands up to his mother and uh, his his brother starts to be kind of a cheerleader to it too. Like there's kind of popping the bubble of of all of the uh, essentially, you know, it it sounds funny in a comedy, but like popping the bubble of what obviously was a lifelong um, struggle with matriarchal kind of. I almost don't want to use the word abuse because it's you know this the the movie although it can be dark at times is is generally kind of light and it doesn't really dive that deep but it is certainly you think about it in a real world way yeah Yeah. she's she's this abusive matriarch that just you know uh, has her way and everybody just like walks on eggshells around her and like caters to her every little like uh, whim and just the the joy of uh, telling you know watching. Watching him tell somebody like that off, finally, like it just all this exploded. I don't. It's a it's a great moment. So that's kind of all building up to that is what makes that like last act of the movie um, just highly highly enjoyable. I think. And also, like to your point, um, I do think people like are a lot of people are going to find something relatable in here. And yeah, everything's overplayed. It's it's a comedy. Uh, things are kind of you know exaggerated to the point of being farcical at points but so is family I think drama you're g- <laughs> but, but yeah i think you're gonna find people that totally can relate to to a lot of this kind of family turmoil and uh i think a lot of people's holidays are per- perhaps a little bit more like this than the perfect holiday depictions we get in some other christmas movies so yeah like well um, uh any i was gonna say quickly yeah. hold on. uh yeah. connie like one f- to add with that yeah. connie 
when she's constantly hitting her little her son every time he just mildly <laughs> annoys her. <laughs> uh, and then fucking Gus going like, I swear to God, fucking lady, if you need to stop fucking hitting your kid. When you have a guy <laughs> yeah, with a gun telling you you're too fucking violent. Yeah. It just it, it was just one of those things that like it's one of those like God yeah how about the fucking people who casually just slap their kids every time that's a minor annoyance it's like God why yeah. don't my kids fucking understand how to like function um because you're supposed to be there and regulate and teach them to that the parent you know that right they're not perfect humans right out the fucking gate well you don't know you don't have kids okay fuck me then. <laughs> it's like so watching Dennis Leary just like stop fucking hitting your kid I'm like yes cause it ain't yeah. doing any good and his glee when he he's just duct taping his mom's mouth and he goes okay kid that's enough tape yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what happens when you hit your kid too much they they yeah. enjoy it they enjoy not the hitting part but the the, the, the payback so oh and, and just the, the mother Rose is just a vile old lady Oh yeah, just, she's you know, just entitled. And yeah. Why is it my portrait over the fireplace? Uh, <laughs> just all those little, little, nasty little comments, and I don't know. I, I, or how she got it. Like you pointed out, she got everyone this shit gift, and then they all pitched in to give her a really nice wallet, and she's like, "Oh, you all pitched in for the one gift, okay?" Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she got like Jesus. the kid. Uh, she gets the kid like an in, the kids a Nintendo or something, and she gets the mom a pair of slipper socks. No, she got the she got the <laughs> she got the kid an underwear and the daughter an ugly sweater. The Nintendo came from the parents. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's she right. didn't get. She got. She got him bigger underwear because she's like you're just gonna keep that's getting right. fatter. Keep getting fatter. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. She yeah, was awful. Detest, detestable person. Yeah, it's like right, true, truly awful. All right. Well, any uh, final thoughts and a grade for the ref, um, Ryan? Let's start with you. Damn, I just talk so much. My voice needs to break. No, I can. I'm gonna do this. I'm fine. Uh first time <laughs> viewing this, I totally get why you really enjoy this. I, I, I don't feel the need to make this a yearly thing for my household necessarily. Um, brings back too many memories. Uh, but no, I, it's fucking great. Uh, I see why you you were trying to hold back the urge to have one-liners. Um, it's <laughs> it's definitely like if you're definitely a, like a fan of black comedies from the '90s, like this is just so fucking perfect. Uh, like whether or not it ages well, you can fucking try to maybe dissect that. But I think it ages actually quite well, um, mm-hmm. given like. Like I say, it's is a black comedy from like the mid '90s. That's fine. Uh, this can keep going on, and um, like the only gripe being what we talked about with mental health and professionals. But other than that, like it's just enjoyable. It's kind of like a. It's very pleasurable to watch assholes get chewed out, and it's like this is what we needed. <laughs> like this is, especially nowadays, is like I feel like we need another Dennis Leary like ref. Uh, but on the political scale of like just the next presidential debates that we have in the forthcoming future, and like this is what we actually needed. <laughs> it's just throw Dennis Leary on stage, um, or someone like him. I, God, I, I, I enjoy talking about this movie with you guys actually. So it's one of those movies that, um, I, one of the discussions as well that raised my grade up to, um, do a, to a B plus. I feel like that's fair. Uh, that's pretty. Pretty nice, cause it isn't. It isn't a perfect movie, but my god, it is enjoyable. Like it has its flaws, but the parts that you can enjoy, like you can enjoy. What do you think, Eric? Well, I'm um, gonna echo as as often happens. Almost everything that Ryan said about it, I, was, I make good points. I what was, can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I was, speak uh, first. It's... Pleasantly surprised with this, and not that I thought it was gonna be a stinker or anything, because you guys spoke highly of it, uh, which I usually trust. But I. Uh, was honestly shocked I had never seen this as good as much as I enjoyed it because it's uh, a really interesting 90s movie the fact that uh, I think what was interesting what you were just saying Ryan is 
is it dated it at all yeah there's probably like little bits and pieces here but compared to like pretty much everything else we've pulled out and watched from the 90s this is this is aged very well compared yeah. to a lot of other movies uh because it's got some like i think universal things here that uh will speak to people so yeah i this is a, the rare 90s movie i would be like yeah anyone should watch this like you could you know you don't have to be into like older movies to to enjoy it uh performances are great the humor almost always works well um yeah i don't know it's just uh it's it's got certainly a kind of dark comedy vibe but if you're into that i think it works really well as a christmas movie so yeah why not pull this one out you know maybe not every year but as often as uh it, you certainly can do worse uh, especially in the world of there being a million just terrible christmas movies so <laughs> oh my god right um, yeah yeah i i would definitely dedicated. yeah I, I think this is actually a pretty great movie. I, I would give this one a B plus as well. Like I was I was pleasantly surprised. And that when I say that I don't really mean that I expected it to be bad, but it just exceeded my expectations even more than yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it's no surprise. This is one that I I immediately fell in love with when I saw it. I don't know. There's just something about the the sarcasticness of it, and I think you know we keep going back to this how how well it's aged and it doesn't feel really dated. Um, I think it was appropriately dated. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can definitely tell it takes place at a certain era, but right. it doesn't. There, there's a few lines that, a few comments and words that come out that are like, "Ooh, that's a little cringy today," but not enough to like blacklist the Kevin whole thing. Spacey. <laughs> right, that's really the most controversial <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing about the movie. Um. But I think that is one of the reasons why it has some some lasting power. Uh, it, it's, it's a sleeper. I don't even know if I can call it a sleeper hit because I, I still don't think it's it's the hit that it deserves to be. Um, it it has creeped its way up to a seventy two percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But I know right. that that must have happened over time because it looks like from everything I've seen that contemporary critics were not real fond of this. Right, Ebert, right. Robert it, Ebert liked it. Three out of four, I think he gave it but yeah ahead of his time yeah yeah but i mean so, he's also given some questionable positives to some shit <laughs> things <laughs> too exactly so. but uh no this one i think it's just it's it's got that level of sarcasm and snarkiness to it where it's funny but it doesn't cross the boundary into being ugly and you know and i think that's that's one of the the appeals uh for it but yeah i i i'll acknowledge there are some technical issues with the storytelling and the pacing especially you've got these really kind of cool little side things but they're they're not spaced well throughout the film as you mentioned the third act is pretty much the family everything else is kind of done for the most part um and then so there's no resolution with those so i could definitely give it some uh knock it down a a little bit for that uh not like trying to knock it down but i'll acknowledge those i'm actually gonna go fair i love it i'm gonna go with an a minus so i'm gonna be a little higher but yeah totally acknowledge there's a few things there but overall this is one where um put it in your rotation for for holiday movies let's put it that way if you're you're not an every year viewer i get it but this would this should be on the the every couple of year cycle. Yeah, should definitely yeah. try it out. Um, I do have yep. a question though for you guys. What is up with the '90s wanting Kevin Spacey's wives in his films always cheating on him? I don't. Always. Yeah. <laughs> a, and I him, know, American sort of Beauty reference for him being and, you know. and him being kind of a dirtbag. You know, it's kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. of a yeah. of a worm. Or Looking whatever. at you, K-Pax. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that one. Uh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so easy to mix it up with every other movie that did that. But uh, yeah. but regarding regarding the ref, we'd love to know if any of our listeners uh, enjoyed this one or what you thought of it, or if you have holiday gatherings that remind you of of this kind of movie or vice versa please feel free to send any of those questions comments criticisms or witticisms to the video junkier podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at video junk pod or find us on facebook at the main video junkier podcast page or the video junkier podcast group we'd love to hear from you yeah if you like what you hear make sure to check out the official video junkier podcast patreon page Got any uh, money? We'll appreciate any donations uh that you can or want to give and uh there are certainly some interesting perks uh to each tier of support um 
either way, we do appreciate you being here. And coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, next week we are going to check out a New Year's movie, which is uh, kind of an odd... Um, kind of an odd thing on New Year's movies. I, I went and looked around what are supposed to be best New Year's movies out there, and it's hard for people to decide what exactly a New Year's movie is. So we uh, picked and landed on the um, horror classic, in quotes, uh, Terror Train, which is the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis vehicle from um, the late 70s, early 80s. I don't have it right in front of me, but... We're going to check that out. Uh, we have actually, and I should let you guys know if anybody is w- listening week to week, we have kind of juggled our schedule. Uh, there's a scheduling flub, totally my fault. But we bumped Odd Thomas uh, to the following week. So we, we're you're listening to the show The Ref, you're going to hear The Terror Train, uh, followed now by Odd Thomas, which is supposed to come before tonight's show, um, if you were listening. And we just... Uh, Add an extra week to December that doesn't exist for some reason, but anyway. Oh, fub, it was all part of the plan. You never heard this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I hope you'll come back and join us for uh, all of those shows and continue to check out the show in the future. We want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junk Air podcast, and we hope that if you've enjoyed yourself, you'll feel free to perhaps uh, share this one around, shove it down your loved one's stocking. Interpret that however you will. We hope everybody has a very, very Christmas and happy holidays. Here from the Video Junkyard Podcast, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. And I'm Ryan Steiskull. And Sorry, but Grandma's eating through her gag. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but... Having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at video junk pod, and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast, all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard <laughs>